0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Southo Dan, and unfortunately I'll be riding solo tonight. As Terry's taken ill, not feeling the best, mate, I hope you feel better soon. I miss you, as do, I'm sure, both our listeners. Look, Rossi, before you say anything, mate, be quiet, this was a last minute thing. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a little bit busy this week with, with with work. I know that's strange to hear coming out of my mouth. But I uh, only had tonight to record, so... Let's be honest, everyone's here for one reason and one reason only, and that is hashtag millertime. And the Cronulla Southern Sharks, 25, defeated the Titans, 18. They do go by the Titans, do the old Gold Coast team, but fair to say they're quickly becoming our bunnies. I think that was our seventh straight victory in a row. Uh, Shark Park 2.0 is what I'm calling Sea Bus Stadium now, and no, I do not count Bogra. As we continue our good recent run up there, I've got to say, it's always raining when we go up the Gold Coast. You know, Sunshine State, my backside. I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Mel, who a couple of hours ago kept me company on the train. It's good to see you. We were actually discussing the last time we were up there, which is four years, and I, I couldn't believe it, neither could she, since we were up there to watch the Sharks, you know, led by the young Matt Moylan himself. Uh, Recorded a pretty shitty win, and got to be said over the Titans. But uh, anyways... 25-18, fair to say that scoreline flattered the Titans just a little bit. I think we're a much better team than what that suggests. But a win's a win. Coming off last week's horror loss, we just needed the competition points. And we got them. But let's talk Lockie Miller. Those that didn't know the uh, the handsome gentleman prior to the game, uh, Nernie Nurner. I told you so. I knew he'd be fantastic. And... Honestly, I think he even exceeded my expectations as 294 metres on debut, including 165 kick return metres. Now, I know a lot of those do come in that 70-metre try, and what a try it was, but still, that's a fantastic effort. Uh, Look, 52 post-contact metres for a little bloke, very good, and I think he had nine tackle breaks. I've written nine here, that sounds... Tremendous! I'm going to go with nine. Lockie Miller with nine tackle breaks on the weekend. Pretty incredible stuff for a bloke that you know has only been back in rugby league for about a year now. After going to Tokyo and doing his very best in a pretty dire sevens outfit that we sent over. But anyway,s we don't dwell on the past. Lockie Miller, Sharks legend, signing for life. Well, he was far, though, from the only player that had a real good game because Nico Hines, back in the seven. I never want to see him out of that seven jersey again. Watch just quietly. Kick the Titans into submission. You know, pretty dire first half, in all honesty. Four dominated, six all, I believe it was. Letting Jared Wallace score a try. (sighs) Oh, yuck, I hate thinking about PTSD and (sighs) I... But anyways, we we scored a try. Uh, Blake Braley, really brilliant. Connor Tracy, just genius. He's, God, he's so good. He's got to be there somewhere every week from now on. But after the game, Nico Hines, he just he just took the game by the scruff of the neck. Very Melbourne-like, if I do I do dare to make that comparison. They're kicking early, chasing. He and Moyle led the chase almost every kick, uh, pinned them in their own and, you know, their, their back line, with the greatest of respect, isn't the most dangerous. Certainly not kicking to, you know, the, your totos and your, your beastly runners, your turbos and stuff. So really good game plan from Sir Fitz. And the ever-improving Nico Hines, it's hard to improve on perfection, but he found a way. But, uh, yeah, look, again, they, they both play out of their skins. The aforementioned Blake Brayle was absolutely incredible. Probably his best game this season So much so that Brad Fittler said he's a smoky for origin. Look, I think Damien Cook's... You know, he's going to get picked. And I think Apicorosio is number two. But I'll tell you what, the gap between those two and Braley is rapidly closing as this guy just keeps getting better and better. We do need to see those kind of performances more consistently, to be totally honest, before we start talking Origin. And just as quick aside, I don't give a fuck about Origin other than the three nights it's on. And I don't want any Sharks, even Nico, anywhere near it because I'm really, really selfish. But look, if Braley keeps going on this trajectory and keeps improving under Sir Fitz. Yeah, the sky blue jumper's in his um, in his future. Uh, that leads me in quite nicely, though, to the uh, the black jumper, the black jersey. The curse is done. Two in a row we've won this year, both in the pouring rain. So, as Terry correctly pointed out on Outlaws, make sure you get on it. Every time it's raining, whoop, the blue jersey's left them in the boot. You know They're in the dry. They're not going to make it. We've got to chuck the black ones on. Actually, uh, so we've got a streak going. I never thought I'd say that about those dastardly black jerseys. Look, again, outside of Hines and Miller, who I think were the best on ground and second best on ground, yeah, our forwards were much, much better this week. They aimed up. Look, Ken McInnes, you know, he's only a little bloke in comparison to the others. I mean, he's, he's a pretty big human, to be totally honest. But in terms of front rowers and middle forwards... You know, he's on the slider side, but, jeez, uh, he's a kamikaze, that bloke. Shout, out to Terry, who correctly pointed out that Blake Braley made the tackle to knock the ball out of Jared Wallace's hands. I will admit it here and now. Uh, I thought it was McKinnis. He's asked me to check the replay. I said no, obviously knowing that I was wrong, but here it is, Terry. I uh, do apologise. If anyone asks, though, it was Kem. Just quietly, I, I've done some, some research this week. Ken McInnes had an average play-the-ball speed of 3.04 seconds. Now, you might think, oh, that's a long time to get up and play the ball. In comparison, Toby Rudolph, 3.7 seconds. Nico Hines, 4.23 seconds. Now, there were quite a few. There was a big jump between about 3.5 and, and 5 seconds, but, you know, Ken, Ken was by far the, the quickest play-the-ball, which is which is just incredible because... The amount of times he hits that line, you know, bends the line, gets up quickly, plays the ball, and we make a break from it, it is ridiculous. He certainly can he just his best football's ahead, but you know, he's another one we might lose to Origin next year. But anyways, again, fuck Origin. just want to give a shout out to Wade Graham, who had his best game in cheese. I honestly cannot remember how long. You know, started on the edge, started a little bit slow to be honest. That early kick he put in that I think Azarko picked up and almost ran the length. Yeah, it's pretty dire stuff, and I was calling for Wade to be to be taken off. Given we named Teague Walton on the bench, uh, look when Teague did come on, you know that that edge order, you know, pretty much instantaneously got got more threatening. Definitely got faster because Teague Walton is just superstar in the making. And Wade Graham, once he moved into the middle, was an absolute beast. I mean, this guy's got ball playing ability that not many locks outside Isaiah Yo have. So that's a real weapon for us moving forward. But big shout-out to Teague Wilton, and it's Teague Dutch, not Teague Teague Wilton, who took being relegated to the bench. And it is a relegation. You know, you can go on all you want, but every player wants to start and play 80 minutes. Teague, not Teague, Teague Wilton had an absolute belter of a game. You know, struggled a little bit when asked to go to center late on, but, I mean, you know, how many positions can you ask a guy to play? Connor Tracy, the aforementioned Connor Tracy, huge with four capital U's. This bloke is just, he's undroppable. Honestly, you can put him anywhere from 1 to 17. He's going to give you his all. You know, the guy runs harder than anyone I've ever seen in a football jersey. And considering, once again, in tremendous shape. But physicality-wise, you know, we're near, near as big as, you know, these these Jason Poor. Junior Paulo's rather, you know, Payne Hart, Jack Bird, of course. Uh, that was a little bit of an in joke there. But, uh, you know, I thought, I thought Connor was fantastic. Or, you know, Ronaldo was fantastic. That bloke's quickly become my second favourite player. Sorry, Toby. But wow. He he, he absolutely bottled. And again, I think it was Azarca. It might have been the other bum winger. Doesn't matter. They all suck. Put him into row C, you know, crunched him. High-fived his inside defender, then went and picked the bloke up, pat him at the hand, wishing him the best. Yeah, that's the kind of football I want representing my team. You know, between between the white lines, you want them killers, and outside, you want them to be lovers. And, I mean, if you know, if my son ever plays football, I'll be pointing him in the way of Ronaldo Mulatalo in terms of role model. Uh, Sif Talakai, another huge game. Now, I do think that when Ramian comes back, we will see Sif back into the middle. Um, but honestly, you know Talakai's performances again this week. That that Ronaldo break early in the second half that led to the Nico Hines try. The side of hands from big Talakai out wide. I mean, if he was to, if you were to say, "Hey, Talakai, you're a center I'm ha- I'm happy with that. But I do think with Connor and Ramin coming back, yeah, you know, Ramin coming back next week. Obviously, we will miss Roos's game. Uh, Talakai should go back to the middle because we are a little bit thin there. And I, I do want to point out that I thought his best runs other than that, you know, that touch or his best moments anyways, were in the middle, you know, when he when he got the ball, one off the ruck and just hit the ball up, you know, he got down, played the ball quick. He, the bloke's a wrecking ball. You can put him in another player. We've got tremendous versatility across this, this squad, you know. It's it's hard to find a, a best seventeen because you've got so many players that can come in and do the job in so many positions. Bruins, um, was well, so stressful that poor Sir Fitz is pulling his hair up. But of course, that's a yeah, uh, that's a good good problem to have. Look, overall though, I think you know Sharks were pretty pretty dire in that first half. Yeah, you know, a bit clunky again. I thought when we went left, we were getting in each other's way. Really, really missed Will Kennedy despite Miller's fantastic game. And and honestly, I would rate that a nine and a half out of ten on a debut. He couldn't have done much more. But, I mean, the game is booked uh, – our game plan, rather, is, you know, Moilan, moylan Nico, kennedy attack, and you take Kennedy's round the back sort of play out, and, you know, Moylan very blunted the last two weeks. He and Kennedy have got one of the best combinations in the league, but you take one out and the other's a little bit quiet, that's completely understandable. Uh, But Lockie Miller, look, he didn't didn't have that free-flowing attack. But every time he touched the ball, you know, he stepped on a dime. He cut defenders in half. And as I said before, definitely nine tackle breaks, which is pretty ridiculous for anyone, let alone a bloke on debut. But, look, second half, whatever that halftime talk was, you know, I I like to – I like to say, was the anti-John Morris talk because, you know, we go in at half-time, you know, 10-0 up. No, we're going to rip him We're going to destroy him And Morris had put, you know, the hot cocoa and the marshmallows in. We come out and have a bit of a snooze in the first 20 minutes. They came out with a bee in their bonnet. I think, you know what, I I got a, an audio clip that I, I didn't really want to mention, but it, it's rumoured to be the half-time talk. And it was just Fitz telling 17 blokes to bend over and then just the sound of him putting a boot up their asses. Jeez, did they deserve it? And boy, did they react, as you would hope. So, look, overall, I was very, very happy. We did let them get back into the game late on, which, you know, is frustrating. And if you do want to finish top four, you've got to blow teams away. But again, this was all about a victory. Two competition points are way more important than... You know, oh, we won by 20 this week, but we lost next week. you take win by 10 every week. Also, I want to go back to my Nico Hines love affair. Almost caught him Lico Hines. That was a, <laughs> a Freudian slip. The field goal. Genius. Now, he didn't need to kick it. He probably could have just ran it in the corner, and then he had a few seconds. But that took any doubt about the result out of the game. And there's going to be times where, at the end of the year, you know, they're, they're, we're going to want to ice games. It's good practice. There's, I mean, you can kick field goals all day at training, but nothing's like a game situation. I think that's his third field goal this year, because I know he kicked one in Canberra. And I can't remember the second. I I've um, tend to lose a lot of blood to the lower regions where Nico's got the ball. So it's not good for the old memory. But, you know, I'm, pre- I'm pretty pretty confident saying that's his third field goal this year. Which is really good so I can't remember Chad kicking three in his career. I know he missed three against the Dragons that night and then slotted one, and everyone was like, oh, well, he kicked the one that mattered. Wouldn't have mattered if he kicked the previous. Anyways, doesn't matter. Sorry, don't mean to get frustrated. No, best of luck to what's his face. But uh, our seven is now sitting second on the Dalian leaderboard, which is an injustice. Should be first. But to be fair, Isaiah, yo, know, again, is probably. You know, the, the most important, I wouldn't say he's the best player in the competition, certainly the most important, Nico number two, and I think Ben Hunt was equal with Nico, which, you know, on paper you think, oh, God, really? But, again, in terms of his important to the Dragons, says it all. So, you know, in terms of fine, th- final thoughts, as the words I'm after. Terry, I miss you so much, mate. Come back, please. Pretty happy. Danced into work on Monday, you know, had the had thin up. All Sunday afternoon, pretty happy. But, you know, would have liked to have blown the Titans away, put 30 on them. At one stage, it looked like we we're gonna run right and go, you know, 40 to 6, but oh, a little bit a few, a few dumb decisions, some ill discipline. God, we gotta cut that penalty shit out. So frustrating. That'll make me go Sir Fitz Bold if they keep giving away stupid penalties, especially on the fourth and fifth tackle. You know, I don't want—I don't want to get too negative because I was really happy with the win. But my God, I honestly lost count of the amount of times we gave away six agains on the fourth or fifth. I think Toby did it once or twice. Very, very frustrating. Good sides don't do that. So I just had to take a little uh, mid-podcast break there. Unfortunately, the rain has started again. And I forgot to close the window. It's pretty dumb. But those of us that are uh, in the Shire, you know, stay, stay safe, stay dry. Look, one thing I do want to mention though. Shanti Katoa? Now, overall, I thought he had a really good game. You know, he, he was our worst player on the field against the Raiders. Dropped a couple of balls, which is really out of character for him. Probably could have done with a stint in reserve grade. You know, to be totally honest, given the the players coming through. But you know, I thought overall he was he was really good. Again, though, he almost cost us the game. Now, people go back to round one against Canberra and say that the Jesse Ramion tackle, the late you know, tackle in the air that gave away the penalty, that Hudson Young scored their winner, was a brain snap. Uh, I, I tend to think it was, it was dumb, don't get me wrong. shouldn't have happened and we should have won that game. But again, yeah, not the end of the world. 50-50, you only missed by a couple of seconds. If you want to talk brain snap, Sione Katoa is the literal definition of brain snap. For those who didn't see it, he made a tackle against AJ Brimson. Brimson did a little kick out to try and get some space. Barely grazed his jumper. You know, to- Toby had two hands on Brimson. Brimson will not going anywhere. It was the fourth tackle or maybe even the fifth from memory. You know, Toby stands up and Katoa jumps on, you know, mounts bloody Brimson starts laying in, you know, pushy shovies. It gives away the penalty and the Titans go up and score. Yeah, what, what the you know, what in the wide world of fuck was he thinking? You know, who kick? Take the kick. You're winning the game, you know, kick me all you want. Or lay down, sell it. Say, oh he got me, you know, get a penalty, take the two games over. Or don't do anything. You know, nothing good comes from I oh, kick me, so I'm gonna get up and belt him seventeen times in front of the ref. He was lucky not to be sin bin, really. You know? Now he didn't he didn't punch him, he didn't Throw any you know sort of strikes. No, I, I hate that rule where they you can palm but you can't punch. It's all the same to me. You know he didn't do anything illegal, but he what he did was fucking dumb. And it could, it could have been way worse than a penalty, and it could have cost us the game because the Titans you know came hard after that, but they weren't doing much before. Oh, God, it's frustrating to think of. But again, you know. Ill-discipline goes with the colours, unfortunately. It's just, it must be something we stitch into the uh, the jerseys. But Sione, st- stop it, mate! And he's such a nice guy too. He's the most gentle bloke you've ever ever met. I've met him numerous times, and honestly, you know, we have asked players to come on, and and I, you know, Sione was so quiet you couldn't hear his response. Probably tell us to get fucked. Is quietly, he's right. But you know, he's he's too nice. If anything, I don't know. I don't know if Brimson said something like, oh, your rat's tail's really shit. Sione's like, well, oh, your Gornskis. Or, you know, Brimson might have said something really dumb. I, I don't know. Nothing eventuated. But, you know, just, just cop it. Win the game. You know, scoreboard, Brimson, you know. Remind him he used to play Origin and now he's struggling to stay in first grade. No need for that garbage. Look, yeah, that's Toby who took care of it. He dealt with it real quick. I think... It was Wallace again, ran about 40 metres, which for him, you know, he buggy by the end of it. Ran it. Our bloke, Sione, and Toby goes, no, nah, not today, and just, just threw him, you know. Drew him in like a, like a matador and just said, fucking see you later, and threw him. And there was a bit of a scuffle, and that again, that can lead. You know, the third man in rule could have seen Toby go to the bin if, if well, you know, Wallace probably deserved it, but Toby... Sort of was the highlight reel, the the hip toss that sent him for him. But you know, fucking just don't do that shit. Again though, it was handled when Royce Hunt came in, because he he came in and, and you know <laughs> tights back down real quick. Sorry, Mr. Hunt, sorry sir. You know, our penalty, please have the ball, take my lunch money, whatever. Because Roycey is a big, big boy. Yeah, anyways, I don't mean to get negative. I do want to finish on a positive, and for thuda. You know, he's only playing little minutes, but in terms of impact. This is high-quality stuff. No, he's, he's not a player that I would be naming in the top 17, but if you need a guy to go on and play 10 to 15 minutes, get you, you know, 60, 70 metres, make his tackles and give you an injection of, it was dangerous to say as a shark, injection of energy, then, you know, you could do worse than throw him for feeder on with, you know, five or six minutes for half-time or 10 minutes before, bring him off, you know, 20-minute stints about where, where I'd go because you have some big... Minute players, especially with Cam and Wade sharing that that lock duty. Uh one player that that played okay, but I, I, I d don't, I don't get it, and we'll discuss I'll discuss this at length in a minute. So I'm keeping the, the review short for anyone keeping track at home. Braden Trunel came on, you know, made his tackles. You know but up, he, he didn't lose the ball, he didn't do any stupidity. the one attack did break down, we stepped back inside. It's come a bit of a trademark of Tricks game, but again, no Kennedy, so I'm not going to throw too much blame on. But I don't, I don't really get it. If you're going to play a utility, I think you, I think you can go a different different way, and I ultimately I think we will. But uh, look before before we jump into the Roosters lineup because that's the hot button issue. Excuse us, sorry, hot button issue today. Do you want to give a shout out to the mighty Newtown Jets? Who uh continue their winning way with a 26-12 win over the Mounties. Uh Kyle 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 Iroh, rather. Excuse me, young Kyle. Uh, double. Scored a double. Good stuff. Well, I saw some highlights. Johnny Trad, shout out, mate. He's, he's a fantastic bloke. Those that haven't been to seen, haven't seen him at Anson or seen him in the Facebook groups, definitely jump on. Some brilliant videos. You know, Iro looked really, really good. Uh, Jesse Cal. Whoo- Cannot say his name, so that's his nickname from now on. Uh, 13 hit ups, I think, for 159 metres. Look, Tommy Halston missed Mr. Games, so he was the 19th man for the Sharks. I'm hearing, just quietly, and please don't quote me on this, so I don't want to see my name in uh, any zero tackle articles or anything like that. Scott. Tommy Hazelton will debut at some stage this year, but uh, could be in a couple of weeks, just quietly. Mm, not saying I've heard anything, but I may have heard something. Uh, that's not confirmation, That that's more, you know, it'll happen, trust me, source, just trust me, look, the Jets, really good, but uh, look, Beryl, you know, the, those that don't know Beryl, he's a little nuggety fella, he's in tremendous shape, got perfect hair, he just looks like the kind of guy that, you know, you want your daughter to date, you bring him home and you're, oh, aren't you a cutie, you know, he's not going to try anything with, with my daughter, you know, he's just too nice. You know, go home, read your Bible, et etc. et cetera. Got sin bin for having a biff. You know, anything can happen in rugby league. I do love it, especially New South Wales Cup. Anyone that doesn't watch the New South Wales Cup for the Super Saturday triple header, get on it. You're missing some amazing stuff. This past weekend, Tau, Tau Moga kick for Josh Kerr for the first try for the Dragons, and I'm not making that up. That actually happened. Incredible stuff. But congrats to the Jets. Think they're sitting second behind the Panthers. Uh, I think the Bears are the team that are the ones to watch too. So I think the winner comes from those three. But of course, it'll be the mighty Newtown Jets, who were missing some cattle. It must be said, you know, and they were carrying Harodi, which is like playing with twelve men. So you know, it's just in the it's in the DNA you know, the club. And once again, the Jets part of the Sharks until I say otherwise. But let's move on this week: Cronulla-Sutherland Sharks versus the disgusting asshole Roosters. Those tri-colour fucks, we hate them, I hate them. Voss's girlfriend goes for them, so it uh, gives me even more reason to hate him. <laughs> Shout out, Voss. I don't mean to rag on you too hard, mate, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna. What the heck. If you don't like it, get a podcast. The team. The team is in. <laughs> and the decision has not been met with a whole lot of positivity, to be frank, to be honest. Braden Trindle has held on to his number 14, Josie, over the incredible Lachlan middle name, Miller. I don't like it. Straight up do not like it. Now, again, I thought Trindle played all right on the weekend. He's a big body for his size. I know that sounds stupid, but some people play bigger than they are. And young tricksters, certainly one of those. But, you know, in terms of what he offers compared to what Lockie Miller offered on the past weekend. Wasn't in the same hemisphere, my good friends, and I am very disappointed to see Lockie relegated back to the Jets where he's been named at fullback. Now, they do play on the Sunday, the Jets, and we play on the Saturday night. So, you know, Sir Fitz, how the great man, his decisions will dictate who runs out for the Jets on Sunday. So if Lockie doesn't play, he will get 80 minutes for the Jets, you'd have to imagine, we, which is good heading into the Origin you know we do have a buy next week, but there are going to be some games where you're going to be tempted to to rest some players. Now Kennedy's coming back off a rest; he's back in and improves the the side tremendously. I saw some people say, you know, let's let's give Kennedy a spell and let's play Lockie Miller. No, just just no, don't don't no. Kennedy's been our best player for eighteen months, and maybe even you know no eighteen months is fair. He's fantastic, he improves Matt Moylan out of sight, He, you know, his ball playing is just second to none. Honestly, if you offered me current day Will Kennedy against current day Tommy Turbo, I'm taking Kennedy all day long, mainly because Kennedy's got two working arms and shoulders and legs, but that's another story. But even so, a fully fit Tommy Turbo doesn't hold a candle to Will Kennedy. That's a soundbite you can take out of context if you like. Scott from ZeroTackle.com. Everyone check it. Check it out. Talakai's fit. Very, very good news. Wade Graham's fit. Ronaldo's fit. Didn't even know the last two were injured. I know Ronnie grabbed at a shoulder early on, but I just figured he was making fun of Turbo. And then he was ready to go. Uh, Graham, I think... Oh, I don't know what his injury was, actually. I, I did look it up, but I, I forgot. So it can't have been that important. But Kennedy coming back is just... Honestly, I cannot say how excited I am to see him run right. Uh, battle of the fullbacks this weekend, James Teddy Sco, I think his name. Never heard of him. Uh, it must be his debut against Will Kennedy. There's only one winner in that battle. Uh, forward pack, I like. You know, the rest of packs pack's all right, but, you know. Who, who of that pack makes our starting full strength pack? None of them, that's who. Now, Cam's been named at 13 for the first time this year, I believe. Excuse us. Of course, he started a couple of games at Lock, but he's never been named in the 13. It's been uh, Dale and uh, ken has been named on the bench. So, this is fantastic news. Again, Talakai being fit is really, really good. I was a little bit worried about who would come in. You know, a lot of people said, oh, well, Lockie Miller obviously can come in. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do agree with that. I think he could do a job. But the Roosters have got some pretty handy centres. You know, Momorowski's no mug, and Joe Manu on his day is. Is absolutely you know devastating. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you put Lockie Miller, who, who again is a small body despite playing big, against one of those two. Or you know if you do, you put him against Momorovsky and and move uh, Connor if you need to. But um, yeah, oh, I'm really happy Talakai's there. I love the combination the hand run out got going. That left edge is just line break central. I think Ronnie's got 14 or 15, might even be 16 line breaks, which is just, you know, you go back to the Luke Cavell dark days and we were lucky to make 16 line breaks in a season as a team, let alone one player across 10 or 11 rounds. So really happy about that. Uh, you know, Talakai's a weapon and he does run a good decoy line. And a lot of wingers are coming in on him knowing that the centers are going to get bodied trying to tackle the, you know, the fridge with legs. So Ronnie's getting a lot of space. And you know those those stats certainly certainly show how dangerous he's been. I'm very happy. Again, though, I go back to Will Kennedy. The improvements you're going to see. And again, we were good last weekend. But you know that Kennedy Nika Hines. Oh, I love that combination. Makes me excited downstairs. And Moylan becomes twice a play with Kennedy running off him. So I'm just I'm super excited. Ramian will miss another week. You know whatever. It's a shame, but. You yeah, know, I'll take Connor and Talakai this weekend, give Rami another week off, you know, feed him some some raw meat and some roids and unleash him against whoever the fuck we're playing after the boy. No one 1-17, pretty good. The bench, though, the benches is where all the conjecture has been. Uh, Tolman and Fafita don't strike fear into too many opposition packs. Royce Hunt's been named to start, and I I like that, you know, we're not getting a huge amount of minutes out of Royce Hunt, and a lot of people are jumping in saying, you know, he's unfit, you know, someone hilariously said he's out of shape, I'm like, mate, that fucking shape, it's just, it's incredible shape, yeah, look, he can probably use a little bit, you know, his lungs aren't quite there for the huge minutes, but I, I don't think that's what he's He's there for, you know, he's there to be an impactful player. Maybe you do move him back to the bench for Tolman on the day. But I, I like the Royce, Royce Hunt starting experiment. It's worked well so far. So I'm happy to stick with it, especially with Gerard Wear Hargraves. You know, we've got to keep that big angry prick quiet. You know, get him upset, get him yelling at the ref, get him sin being it's sweet. But uh look, I'm back in Royce in the bench press, hot dog eating and football contests. So Go Royce the hardy. Again, they're back to the bench. Oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about the bench. Oh, time for food. Teague Wilton, no, though, superstar. He'll come play out wide with Wade moving in the centre. Love that rotation. You know, gives Cam a break, gets him back on to rip in the last 15, 20 minutes. That's fantastic. But it all breaks down when he gets a Braden Trindle. I want to preface this by saying I'm a big Braden Trindle fan. Outside of his family, I'm probably in the top 15. And I fought and fought and fought for his name. And I still think there's a very, very good footballer there. And I'm not one of these people that wants to release him by any stretch. I'm a bloke who wants him playing 10 games for Newtown. And then if Moylan goes down, you bring Trindle in. And then if Trindle takes the spot, he never gives it back. That's my plan. But I don't see a reason to name him in the fourteen. Of course, Dale Finucane comes in. Jack Williams comes in if fit. Uh, Hamlin Ueli. So, you know, Trindle's not in the, the top 17, but if you're going to name a utility, Lockie Miller's probably a man. Now, he can't. He probably can't defend in the line Is is the thinking, but he was playing six for... The Jets and I, I didn't check his stats, but I, I'm pretty confident saying that he hadn't set any missed tackle records because he's been naming the six a few weeks in a row there when Kate Dykes was playing at fullback. So I don't think he's got a whole lot of problem with tackling. Coming from a rugby background, look yeah, they you know, it's barely three or four tackles made a game in that in that hot garbage of a a footy code. But, you know, you're not gonna hold that against him. And he is a league junior, so I don't really buy into that line of thinking. I just think it's a. I mean, Trindle's tried and tested, and you can probably argue that he hasn't achieved a whole lot in his first grade, but I tend to think, you know, Fitz has got two eyes firmly on young tricks. Future in the six next to Nico, just quietly, and you know, I think you know you get through the teething problems, and perhaps there's a real good football there. But right now, I'm I'm a Lockie Miller man. I'm a Lockie Miller fan, and I'm naming him in the fourteen. No, I I, I can't, you know. But again, go back to Talakai. I meant to mention this earlier. If he was out, you know, Miller Miller could be named, but the. My greatest fear was Mawini Harati, and again, I'm not. I'm not here to bag players. I, you know, Hirati's done his absolute best, but we got some superstars. You know, young, young Stone Street, Iro Jensen. You know, on Monopia. On- 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 sorry, Jensen. I, I can't do it, mate. Tom Monopia. Tom- I'm, I'm too Australian. I'm sorry. I can't. Even Nichols is a tough surname to say. There's so many freaks coming through, and we keep picking Harati. I don't know. Again, I don't want to get negative. This is this is a positive, you know, podcast. Uh, just you know, why Trindle? Why Harati? Yeah, I would name Miller in the centres and put Talakai back to the the bench if he can't play big minutes. I suppose there's some thinking there, but uh, look, I'm certainly not going to doubt Sir Fitz. He's doing pretty damn well in his rookie season. But uh, of course it's his first clash against the old the old Chookaroos. If anyone knows their defensive setup, it'll be Fitzgibbon because he was the uh, the Mozart behind the music. It's pretty clever for a uh, for a fins up reference. So I'm pretty pretty confident. Think we'll be will we'll be the Chooks. Now, full disclosure, if this was at the uh, the S3G. I'm tipping the Roosters by a 1,000, but I think we can get them at home. Now, hopefully a big crowd, anyone who's listening, come down for a beer. Uh, we'll be organising pre somewhere. I don't know. Hit Darcy up. He's the man with the plan. I just follow. That's the game. Let's make some noise. Let's, let's you know, the Roosters fans you know, only have seven, but they don't travel real well. I want, I want to absolutely pants them on and off the field. So let's get there. Let's make some noise. Now, shout out to Paul who's gonna bring some Roosters fans. Boo, Paul Boo. I, I completely understand though, mate. I was I was married to a Manly fan, we've all sinned. But I think we can beat this team. Now I'm not overly confident we'll smash them because they've got some pretty handy players. That Teddy sko is supposed to be quite good. And the Manu out wide can play football every once every three or four weeks. Their forwards are incredible. And Angus Crichton's yet to have a real good game. That worries the hell out of me because Origin selections are on Sunday night and that prick always plays well about Origin time. So you expect him to have a big one. But we can get him. You know, Nakora and Tug out wide can shut those pricks down. You know, Tupanua's back after a head knock, I believe. Although, I, you know, without being overly rude, I don't know if he'd pass the HIA test even without a concussion. But I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that we can uh, we can stop them, we can shut them down. It's all about shutting down that fullback. If we get rid of him, you know, and Sammy Walker, I think he tore us up last year, in fact, I'm pretty confident he did, and Curie the year before. So if we can put something you know, maybe a laxative into their pre-game Gatorade, that'd be nice because they're giving me the shits, so it's time to return the favor. But overall, pretty pretty confident we'll get the job done. Now, there is a pretty dire forecast in the lead-up to the game. So get those black jerseys ready, boys. On the night, there's about a 12% chance of rain at kickoff, I think, and I'll take those odds. I'll be there, rain, hail, shine. I don't care. i got nothing got to, nothing to do on a Saturday night anyways, ladies. I'm so alone. It's going to be cold. Oh, it's going to be cold. I'm freezing in here, actually. I turned my heater off to record this, so I hope both of you listeners really, really appreciate the lengths I go to, although I am wearing shorts, so perhaps that's on me. But it's going to be cold as fuck, I believe is the official term, the scientific term, if you will, on Saturday night, and it will be wet, so I'm excited about that. Now, you get, you get know, the start right and we don't make any stupid decisions, we don't go down to 11 men. I think we'll be alright. Now, if you, you know, hand on heart, if I said, you know, gotta pick a team for the for my life, sharks. Sharks by four to six. Nico Hines, Nico Hines to have an absolute beauty. Kennedy be great on return. But I think this game will be one in the forwards. I think our boys need to get over the top. Shark Crichton and Warrior Hargraves down. And uh, it'll be chicken tonight on Saturday night. So make sure you get down there. Like I said. Send us a text or a, or a Google alert or whatever the fuck the kids are doing these days. And you tweet me if you like. That's probably nice and easy. Love to grab a beer with everyone. Uh, if I put all the listeners together, that is too big. Now, yeah. what everyone has tuned in for truly the uh, the the draft update. Now, Terry and I forgot a couple of weeks ago or a couple of weeks in a row rather because I think I had two losses in a row. So who, you know, who cares when I'm losing? which is why I didn't mention the flag result just quietly. But I'm uh, back on the board. My good mate Gaz, you know, the Sharks superstar and the man who can find a camera from anywhere, Gaz, not Brown. has uh, been defeated by the young Matt Warren's. I think I got him by about 30 points, and it would have been more if Nico didn't get Simbin in the very last play. What a cheeky brat, by the way. Bad boy Nico. and costing me 20 points because, of course, I had him captain, as you would if you got the great Nico himself. Uh, I now sit third. Behind young Dutch and Paul, who are in, uh, I'm coming for you both, boys, so you know, watch out. I think Terry's about seventh, despite being the second highest point scorer. It's a luck game. Anyone says they're good at fantasy football's full of shit, they're just lucky. Dutch. But yeah, I'm number I'm, I'm number one in terms of point scoring, so maybe I am the best. But uh, look, keep an eye out. We'll uh, we'll do some more updates. The only non or the only yeah, non sharks fan, that makes sense. It's getting late. Terry, going to miss you, mate. He's getting flogged. Scotty from Zero Tackle. Great bloke. Cannot fantasy football to save his life. Uh, Pick Tommy Turbo number one, I mean, as you fucking would. Uh, he's gone for the year, so no no you're going to finish last. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it for me. I'm trying to aim for about 40 minutes. I'm about a minute and a half short. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that. But, um, hail Will Kennedy.